Welcome to House of House. I am Lenny Burnham. And I am Andrew Taven. And today we are talking about Season 1, Episode 17, Role Model. And in this episode, a uh, senator who is not Barack Obama because he is from New Jersey, which is a different state than Illinois, and also he's older. He's the guy, he's like a big Shondaland guy, right? This guy, I forget his name. But anyway, we'll get into it. Uh, so he's a senator, and he's feeling not so good at a rally he's doing. And he is brought to none other than House because he is a close friend of Vogler, who's a big uh, money jerk that we all know and hate. Uh, and they think at first that he has AIDS. He is very resistant to the notion that he has AIDS. Uh, he doesn't have AIDS. However, he has an even more shameful disease, uh, epilepsy, apparently, because he'd been lying about it until House uh, almost murders him to get him to admit it, uh, which we'll get into. Um, so you get your 2005 AIDS discourse, not actually as much as I thought they would, so that's probably for the best. And uh, by the end of it, it turns out he had some a, uh, epilepsy medication that interacted with his something else, an Epstein-Barr virus, I think, and it gave him immunodeficiency, and they're able to treat it, and then uh, also Cameron quits at the end. And here to talk about Senator Wright, we have Katie Wright. Oh, perfect. Hell yes Did podcast. you do that on purpose? <laughs> no. <laughs> It was just an incredible surprise. Yeah, um, I'm always I'm always happy to talk about a fellow, right? So I'm really excited yes. to be here. I called Katie up and I was like, "Hey, this episode's about your cousin. You gotta yeah. see. You gotta hear this. It's your cousin, right? Senator Wright. I'm yeah. with Dr. House, and he just said the black man will never be president. You know those ambiguous politics where you never say anything you've been looking for? Well, check this out. It is always really funny when shows like this tackle politics, like electoral politics. Because, of course, if we want to get all Zizek or whatever, it's all steeped in ideology, right? But uh, the... Um, the the way that shows on network TV deal with politics, especially in the 2000s, um, is always very like, oh, well, you must be a Republican who believes in different things. This is a Democrat. He believes in Democrat things. And then they don't tell you what any of those things are. And they're just like, um, like at one point, House is like, what, are you worried if they, everyone knows you have AIDS, you won't get the NASCAR dads. And it's like, in what universe in the 2000s are the NASCAR dads like, well, I'm between voting for Bush again or uh, this this young Sander Wright, you know, um, who is, I guess, because this was 2005, right? So this is supposed to be a Barack Obama kind of pastiche because this would have been a year after obama's like big dnc speech uh but it's weird because he's running for president but it's 2005 so is he just running like really early <laughs> i think he was like a senator with like plans to run for president okay yeah, i feel Nor like yeah. i feel like in 2005 you know you could just 
you could just have there be a presidential election happening on your show. Like nobody was worried about it. Yeah. Tracking with a real world timeline. Someone's watching House and they're like, wait, was that is that this year or last year? Did I miss? Yeah. I remember hearing about Kerry. Was he running for president? <laughs> like, you know, the way people just uh, like Kiki Palmer looking at the picture of Dick Cheney and saying, sorry to this man. <laughs> I don't know. Um, exactly. Yeah, thing. the guy, they have him. Because at the I was trying, like, my two things, or I guess it's, it's sort of one big thing, but it hits on a lot of different things. One of my... Uh, hobbies is trying to figure out what specifically sitcoms and network tv shows that don't want to mention stuff specifically are talking about so one of them is like politics like what is this a democrat is republican if someone's like well i know you why you wouldn't vote for him what's up with that why are they saying that the other big one is double entendre where uh liz will tell you it's probably annoying whenever a tv show and i think i've mentioned this before on the podcast and i always say i think i've mentioned something before so I know I've done that before, but uh, if you're playing the house of house drinking game, someone make a, a bingo card. There's a big one for, I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast, then you'll have to see Dr. House for alcohol. Poison. Um, is when a, when a TV show does it like a reference as a sexual act, but like not explicitly. Mm. And I'm always like, here's clearly what the thing they were trying to say was sometimes it's like a fake urban dictionary thing where they'll be like you did a tijuana light pole and it's, it's a nothing mm. but normally you can kind of tell like the one i always think of is uh in friends where chandler they're gonna adopt a baby and they find out it's from anna faris and they find out that anna faris is uh slept with two different men and doesn't know whose baby it is and one of them is like a real cool guy and one of them murdered his father and is in jail with like a shovel and uh chandler's like really worried about it and then monica's like oh we don't have to worry it turns out the thing she did with sh with shovely joe is something you can't get pregnant from and he goes the thing we never do or the thing we sometimes do and she's like the thing we never do and you're like oh they're talking about oral and anal respectively yeah, I feel like most of the time when TV is like a, a sex act that we can't mention, like it's always anal. They don't, they don't have that much of an imagination. It's anal. It's anal. It's it's almost always anal. Sometimes it's oral. Sometimes. Like yeah. sometimes if it's like, hey, and maybe like it depends. It's when the husband goes, hey, and then maybe later tonight we can. If she says only on your birthday then it's yeah. oral. If she says, I told you we're never doing that, then it's anal. Yeah. That's the, that's the sitcom Rosetta Stone <laughs> yeah. for sex acts that everyone can use if they want. Yeah. Uh, but this guy has uh, was apparently doing neither at the time. He's given a big speech. <laughs> he's raising funds. He's in New Jersey, which also confused me. I guess so. He's the senator from New Jersey. So that's how he ends up with house at first i was like is he i was confused at first i was like is he campaigning for president in new jersey and is already the nominee and he's like campaigning in new jersey um i already no, feel like I, you thought about the politics of this way more than i did i was like politician I got it yeah that's the thing got and i feel like that is what the writers of house were counting on uh, yeah i don't i yeah. don't feel like the i don't feel like the political underpinnings were like very planned out they do definitely want you to think of it the way house does because there's a part where house is like oh i don't vote and i'm like oh 
like uh, <laughs> Reddit libertarian ass, like, <laughs> like, oh my god. Well, okay. To be fair, he lives in New Jersey, but you gotta vote for governor. House House was House if House decided to vote in twenty twenty one, and that's how uh, Phil Murphy managed to hold on to his seat. <laughs> Because that election ended up coming very close. That's mm-hmm. the one where uh, what's his face, the guy in uh, Virginia, uh, uh, McAuliffe lost to Youngkin. You have the... completely lost me. <laughs> this was so... I don't. <laughs> yeah. What did you think of the cold open of this episode? <laughs> um. Thank you for asking. Um. See, you know, it was fine. I think the the big standout for me in the cold open of this episode, first of all, was seeing my own surname. Uh, I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Did you do the Leo pointing meme? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then the other big standout of this cold open was the fucking Jimmy Hoffa wise guy who's like, hey, my boys in the union, you know, they're suffering. They don't care about what's happening overseas. That guy really ate it up and was not important to the show at all. Yeah, he fully sounds like he's in on the waterfront. But I also was like, I feel like those guys just still exist in New Jersey. They never yeah. left. <laughs> yeah. That's everyone in New Jersey. I I was floored that, like, not only was he not relevant to what had happened, but he was not even a mislead. Like, I, I felt going in like it was going to be like, oh, the sketchy, like, union thug poisoned him. Nope, turns out it's something else. But no, that guy was just there for color. It was just like... He has to be doing something when he when he passes out. Sure, why? Why, yeah. why not talk to who, who yeah. is a standard was... a standard New Jersey voter? What do we picture? <laughs> and, yeah, it, I had a cigar. It was such a funny thing where it could have so easily been like his one assistant who's already in that scene is like, "Hey, I'm trying to hand you a note," and then he passes yeah. out, and instead they were like, "I love this guy. Let's let him fucking go for it." <laughs> It does. This, yeah. this actor was like, hey, I'm auditioning to play a 30s gangster next week. I want to improve my reel. And his director friend was like, great, we'll put you on hell. Yeah. He's like, look, I sp- I'm supposed to have a walk on role in Sopranos. And he's like, didn't that end earlier this year? And he was like, I think that's next year in the show. He's like, yeah, but look, they said they're bringing it back. I don't know. It's like, are you sure? Who are you talking to? You know, that guy, Danny Chase. Wait. David Chase created The Sopranos. He's like, well, some guy named Danny Chase said he's going to put me in a gangster pick. So. Oh, it's like Kenneth talking to Les Moon, to, to Moonvest. It's just a guy yeah. in Moonvest. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, but yeah, it was a... I honestly was a little surprised that the cold open was so straightforward. I feel like maybe maybe this is something they started doing in the later seasons more, but I sort of expected it to be like, ah, you think it's going to be this thing, but then it's this thing. I think they, you know, for variety, they're like, well, we can't always have a twist because then it's no longer yeah. a twist. Right. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, it was, yeah. Like, it was just a very, it was very straightforward. Um, yeah. No, no complaints. <laughs> it is weird when the guy is like, my union guys don't like hearing you talk about these sweatshop workers in Indonesia and whatever. I'm like, wait, is this guy doing speeches where he's like, and we need to treat our sweatshop workers overseas <laughs> better? In fact, we need to give them more and better paying jobs and forget our union people. Like that guy later when he's like, I'm not going to win the presidency this time, but I'm like setting the stage for the next guy. It's like, yeah, because you're not delivering a message people will vote for. Sorry. 
the guy who's I just like, we it. need to give better I... jobs to China. <laughs> One of my big complaints with this episode is that he truly stands for nothing and it would have been improved if he stood for something. But you bring up a, an important point that we do know that he's always talking about sweatshop workers. Yeah. So I move with drama complaints. <laughs> if he just goes, if he is, if he gives like his stumps, I wish you could see a stump speech the way like politicians do. And he goes, I'm going to do like a sort of Obama. Cause we, we, we see him give a little bit of a speech. We just go, Obama just gave a speech. He was like the other day, a young sweatshop worker came up to me. He said he gets paid only enough $5 a month. That's not right. We need to pay our sweatshop workers more. They make our shoes. They make our shirts. We okay. they deserve better. They deserve more American jobs. Um, yeah, it's uh, it is like Katie. Have you ever seen a lady in the water? Yes. Oh, I've seen it all many times. <laughs> it was That's... an important part of my adolescence. <laughs> See, okay, that is wild to me because Lady in the Water has parts to me that are bad and interesting ways but as a whole like someone should do a compilation of the wacky worth watching stuff because as a whole i find lady in the water to be quite dull um that's fair the great the, the highlight is is when paul giamatti has to get an older chinese woman to tell him a fairy tale about demons oh, yeah. and she'll only do it if she thinks he's a baby man yeah, that's right. so he like spills milk <laughs> on himself and is like i'm gonna take a nappy can you tell me a bedtime story yeah. and crazy shit uh, <laughs> yeah that's someone's fetish <laughs> um, but lady in the water has something like that because and this is of course the best thing uh lady in the water M. Night Shyamalan writes himself in as a character who writes a book so important, it changes the world for the better forever. Oh, yeah. But you never know at all yeah. what's in it. No. And yeah. <laughs> you just get like, the implication, like, he's like a Martin Luther King type yeah. figure. <laughs> It'd be so funny if it just, like, you find out that it's just, like, an update on Mao's writings. And it's just like the big great future was like America has a cultural leap forwards and they're like struggle sessions and they murder all the landlords, including Paul Giamatti. So he doesn't know that this is what, or he's the super, I guess he's not the landlord, but um, that's uh lady in the water real someone, someone would do be doing the Lord's work if they just edited together, like the 30 minutes of lady in the water that you should get drunk and watch but um yeah but yeah, yeah similarly yeah. the the politician and this is just like oh you know he's like he he doesn't represent the status quo yeah and that's all we need to say about that <laughs> like and i find that super distracting because like so much of house's arc is like coming around on this guy and i but i just kept being like no house was right that he is full of shit like he's <laughs> never proven that he's not like in the um in his first scene with house uh house is like oh you go on with this dumb story about a time that you bit your tongue and the guy's like oh i see you're afraid of sincerity and it's like no it's not sincerity it's turning a random story from your childhood into a speech about how you deserve to be president like <laughs> i love oh sorry interrupt oh i was gonna say i love uh that um that you can over the course of it kind of piece together what his stump speech would be 
He'd be like, then I told that little sweatshop worker, one time when I was six, I was climbing a tree, tall tree, fell out, bit my tongue, but here I am running for president. Like, (laughs) that's his like adversity story. I feel like you like, I feel like you notice his empty rhetoric most in the scene where House is like, um, House very inelegantly accuses him of being gay. And then he like gives this long speech where he's like, you need to believe in people. You need to take a chance by believing in the, the goodness of your fellow man. And I'm like, if I was house, I would be like, okay, I went from thinking you're gay to being like, oh, you did something bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't quite tell if this character specifically was full of empty rhetoric or if that was just kind of how this episode like conveys yeah, people it, having strong beliefs. Cause I feel like Cameron talks to episode's fault. Yeah. Like you hear, you hear people later be like, Oh, Oh, like he really, he must've really inspired you house. And I'm like, that's insane. That, yeah. That's what that was supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. Well, so house would be like a fucking Rand Paul guy or something. <laughs> if you ever got politics. Like that's the real bummer of it. The guy, the, the thing that, um, yeah, the, the the I I actually thought of like for some reason this made me think of like what if they did an updated house episode where he like treated Hillary Clinton when she collapsed that one time <laughs> to speak at the memorial like that's first I was like oh politician giving a stump speech and they collapsed well that reminds me of the moment in 2016 where I was like oh oh uh oh that was definitely the first moment back then flashback where I went from like. Aha, this is so goofy. The this, you know, this goof is running for president. He's not gonna be the president. And that happened. I was like, oh, this when <laughs> when there are two people running for president and one of them's gonna end up president, one of them can always end up president. Like that's not a situation <laughs> where one of them might not end up president. Um, and we all and and you know, that all worked out okay. So moving along. Um but uh yeah. Yeah, I didn't I I don't know. I I didn't really feel distracted by this politician not standing for anything because I feel like that is just kind of how politicians are. And that for sure, also but I everybody... feel like in this episode, like <laughs> so much of the point of the episode is them being like he got house to believe in something. And you're like, "Why?" Have yeah. you seen Licorice Pizza? No. Oh, Licorice Pizza where she worked. Well, Okay, never mind. Anyway, see Licorice Pizza. There's a politician in that. Imagine that we had a conversation, but we won't. You can go watch Licorice Pizza. I liked it. Um, you know, people have, well, you know, I don't want to weigh in on this. I was going to say, people have issues with the age gap stuff, but that feels like you can watch it and have things to say and don't have to automatically be like, well, look at this. It's anyway. I will watch it and check back in. Their own opinions. Yeah, <laughs> watch it, Katie. The next time we have you on, yeah, I'll check back in. Re literature. I think it's very good. I mean, you know, if I'm not saying someone has to be okay with every aspect, things it, can be problematic and still be good. Uh, yeah, exactly. Another thing about yes. this episode for me, <laughs> it, like uh, where I feel like it really sank in of like this episode is trying to make House's arc be something that it absolutely isn't, is when uh, House tells him he doesn't have a chance to be president and he's like, oh, but don't you see, you can still make a point without winning the fight. And it's like, 
you can if you care about stuff. <laughs> like if you're Mike Gravel or Jay Inslee, then it's like, yeah, they brought attention to things without actually winning. But if you stand for I should be president, you can yeah. really only make that point by winning. <laughs> yeah. I, also, I, yeah. I sort of feel like in the in a pre-Obama presidency, like being black and being like I should be president was enough of a stance like like for you know from the perspective of uh of a, a mainstream network television it would be like oh he's so <laughs> radical yeah because he's black and wants to be president when they had um the world wasn't ready yet for a black man who also wants to do good things when he becomes yeah. president <laughs> you got to pick a lane you can only have House... one gimmick <laughs> House is brought into Mike Gravel. Mike Gravel is brought in to be treated by House, and he discovers he's those two teenagers in a Mike Gravel suit or whatever. Do you remember that? It was like two teenagers yes. were like running his campaign. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I would love a House episode where he comes in and then House is like, he's been dead for three months. Yeah. <laughs> House is, he says, weekend at Bernie's disease. <laughs> it's when you're dead and people are dragging your body around with sunglasses on it. Um, yeah, I, I could R.I.P. Um, I could R.I.P. Bernie. Mike Gravel. Also, McGra yeah, sure, Senator Gravel. You um, know what? A good, a good man. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I couldn't really, I couldn't really remember because I haven't watched House that much in the last few years, except the other episode I watched for this show, um, and I couldn't really remember if it always if the show always has like heavy-handed and unconvincing emotional beats or if this is just like maybe that's this episode i think this is a real standout okay, in terms okay. Of that. The, the like house cameron plot is nonsense in my opinion yeah yeah it's, they also yeah like house is just such like a, a cool character i just like house a lot as a guy he's like he's so fun and it hurts to watch him be like, oh, wow, I never thought about it that way. Like, there's just a couple different also, moments where he's like, there, wow, I might have to rethink my cool guy facade. Like, this is a real emotional moment for me, and it's very unconvincing. And I think it's very distracting in this episode, because in my opinion, it has one specific plot that does deserve an emotional reaction, <laughs> and that is not the one where he shows any emotion. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's very blasé about a woman who has been having sex in her sleep. Who he fully <laughs> says he assumes is being raped at one point, right? and it does not change his facade at all. Yeah, he's got, he's got yeah. problems. Wait, does he say, okay, so that's the clinic patient. So, yeah, the clinic patient is having, like, sexomnia where she's, he says, okay, wait, maybe I forgot, or I've just, like, inserted a better version. Does he say that even though she was asleep, she, I thought he says that she was walking and would have seemed like she was awake. Did I insert that yeah, just to make Yeah, she would have seemed like she was awake. But before like that, he, in his usual blasé, oh, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. Like, he's like, I'm going to get you to tested for roofies. And it's oh, like, yeah, okay, that, that's yeah, not yeah, how yeah. you should say that. Yeah. Yes, that where he's just like, yeah, he's like, uh, it's the date rape drug. And she's like, oh, thanks, ass. Yeah. Like, uh, roofied much? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a really uncomfortable. <laughs> just house, uh, yeah, house the yeah. same way he says, like, maybe next time you should wear a condom. But instead, he's like, maybe next time you should leave a napkin on your drink, like a condescending asshole. And you're like, what the? Like, 
the way yeah, that he, he... Can't say, like usually like a clinic plot will be like someone comes in and is like i've been sneezing a lot what could it be and he's like um a cold and he has like that exact same tone but with this woman who's in this horrifying situation yeah he's like uh read more <laughs> you know yeah i feel like you know i feel like this also i mean it may just be this episode being weirdly written but i also think it just speaks to us being in a different different place different time oh, <laughs> and definitely. you could just also, casually be like yeah maybe it's roofies <laughs> I, I, yeah. in fairness to tv audiences in 2005 i do think a lot of the population was watching this in 2005 and going oh well this is bad <laughs> sure That's yeah funny. if you want to say i mean everyone take a drink i've said this before in the podcast but one of other than like homophobia and transphobia one of the big things that sitcoms and network shows uh did a lot of evolving on the last decade is talking about consent and like the number of things where a character in like a sitcom or something will just be like wait we had sex and they'll be like well you weren't awake and then the audience laughs and everyone's like blop blop and you're like (laughs) that weird thing about the moment when he's like i'm gonna test you for the date rape drug is it does like break their rule of it's like no you're not supposed to use the word it's it's supposed to be okay and wacky if you forget to use the actual word (laughs) Mm, yeah 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 and i feel like we're supposed to sort of because it resolves as like well you know clearly on some level she wants it like subconsciously and also (laughs) the guy didn't the guy didn't know he was doing anything wrong like she probably seemed awake it's like Oh, you know, this isn't assault. This is just like one of those things. And it's like, I mean, if 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 this is exactly what the situation is, it's not really his fault, but it is still like very grim for her. It's yeah. still very troubling. It's horribly the idea upsetting that, yeah. <laughs> The idea it's treated like the like uh it's treated like the climactic moment or like the post-climax in like a rom-com. Mm-hmm. where like they broke up and then her doctor's like well you know if you've been sleepwalking to his place to have sex with him maybe you do miss him and then she's like huh and then they'll have her like running back to him while it plays you know like because she's everywhere to me yeah. Like, yeah also house like pitches multiple personalities before roofies i believe it's like maybe, maybe you have maybe you have multiple personality disorder do you wake Which up also, and not remember falling asleep real life he's also like uh well you kept this appointment so it's not a dementia or whatever and it's like that seems like an oversimplification yeah, yeah. also real life house and they probably do do something with dissociative identity disorder later on real life house would be unbelievably skeptical of that because like to my understanding, and Liz can give me a nod or something if she wants, it's very questionable the degree to which it as a diagnosis exists versus Yeah, my understanding is like cases. it pretty much for sure does not exist. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's but the me- only case was uh uh the one that gives you split powers and you can turn <laughs> into a, a a a ceiling walker. Oh yeah, that's yes. It, that's the obvious exception. That is well documented. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think it was less commonly debunked. It was like not as clearly debunked in 2005. Like it wasn't common knowledge that that's just made up for movies. Um, but uh, 
so so maybe maybe a house in 2005 would have believed it existed they um, do also do also they weird. yeah uh, uh a weird thing i think about house in that plot is that he like immediately has zero interest in this woman which i think is funny because like so often these plots will be like oh this this person uh you know has diabetes but wait for it she's 27 and she's from yeah. wisconsin and house is like i gotta get yeah. on this yeah. but like this woman who's like mysteriously pregnant he's like i don't know it's probably not multiple personalities yeah yeah i also feel like i guess house's thing is everybody lies and i guess also doctors are assholes but it's just like very unsatisfying to watch her be like, no, I haven't had sex. And he's like, I know. Bullshit. <laughs> and like, why would yeah. she lie? This is like a clinic doctor. This isn't even a doctor she has a relationship with. Like, he's just some random guy. Why would she the, need to be like, no, 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 no. I, I promise I'm not. To be fair, sex. he does. The main patient this episode does also lie about something where I get that. But this, that's my problem. Like, the juxtaposition of these plots is insane. Cause like later he's talking about the patient and he's like, he doesn't have a reason to lie. And it's like, okay, you think the pregnant, the not, <laughs> the woman in the clinic does have a reason to lie, but the uh, senator with AIDS has no reason whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's like a woman in her 30s. She's divorced. Like, there's not a huge stigma against a person <laughs> like that having sex. Like, she's not a she's not a teen girl or something. Yeah. Well, there's also, I mean, the thing with um, the thing that also is a little odd because there is there is a weird thing obviously with because we'll get we'll get into it we'll start getting back to the uh the senator senator right um katie's uncle but uh <laughs> there is like a thing of like oh if you're a politician you have to hide your conditions and like i know in house of cards uh a show that stars uh robin right and katie's other <laughs> katie's right. aunt that's right and uh no you one guys else can start a show called house of house of cards and then have me on for the robin Wright heavy episodes hey maybe for a patreon thing i don't know house of cards the, you know uh lack of a main character until the final season aside um house of cards would it's be like a great show to go back and <laughs> yeah exactly when will We're the cards all... get here when will the cards get here? They'll come to us and they'll be like, will I see these cards have arrived? I, I will say, House of Cards, you know, all of that aside for a second would be an incredible show to cover because it is it nuts. It is <laughs> my, this is my favorite scene in House of Cards. There's a Halloween episode where the the main character who doesn't exist gives a speech uh, where he's like, Americans may scare each other for fun once a year, but that doesn't mean we'll let any other nation no. scare us. And wow. he's like dead serious. Yeah, that's what I'm talking There's, about. Uh, yeah, that's the good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing with that where he's, um, uh, oh, okay, wait. How did we? Oh, because he gets the president. So the way he, because at one point he's vice president, right? After like starting the second or third season or something. And he gets the president to be like forced to resign because he gets him to go to a psychiatrist 
who puts him on like anti-depression medicaid like a low dose ssri and then it gets exposed and people are like we can't have a president with treated depression <laughs> we need our presidents unmedicated i want my president to have an anxiety disorder or i want him to have severe depression i want him to have every decision in the white house with the constant worry of hormones in his body telling him he will die at any moment i do not want him to feel better about this um yeah it's uh it's wild it's just the uh, uh I, I i have a character who i i could never i could never get people to enjoy enough i don't think that show <laughs> was watched enough but it's the guy who's watching house of cards and thinks that Kevin Spacey is talking to him specifically <laughs> when he turns to the camera. So he he keeps Aww. responding back like, yeah, Kevin, I agree they're being kind of naive, <laughs> but they're right there. They can hear you. That's cute. He just wants to yeah. have a little conversation. I yeah. like that character. Um, oh. While we're here, I just want to say that I do have an aunt named Robin Wright. Anyway, okay. Oh, wait, wow. really? Yes, yes. Did they do that on purpose? Wait. Did yeah, they, they did that on purpose. It's a ref. The, the actress Robin Wright is a reference to my aunt Robin. <laughs> well, I wasn't sure how the timeline works out. So people have young aunts. Yeah, That's I mean, I have a cousin who's named after Zach Braff, so it's possible. Oh, oh I see. I see what you mean. No, my aunt, my aunt Burnham? Robin Wright is, I believe, older than Robin Wright, the actress. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, um, yeah, the, you know, people of young ants like that HBO uh, show, The Young Ant, the less popular young pope spinoff where the pope has an ant. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I remember that show. Um, I, I, yes, I watched like the first episode and then we just never got too much into it. Because um, then don't they introduce a regular age pope in the next season? I haven't seen it. <laughs> I, no, I'm way in the weeds. <laughs> um, I also haven't seen House of Cards, so we're two layers deep on shows. I haven't House of seen. House of Cards of Pope. All right, Kate. Maybe you. Maybe we'll do a first time House of Cards. That's a that's a good bit. The people who choose to watch House of Cards for the first time in 2022 <laughs> oh, yeah. and are just like, I would love to do that to myself. All right, we should. All right, this is we put plans in the ground about Patreon stuff. We're also gonna put plans in the ground about the House of House Network. And uh, House of House of Cards is uh, is on the docket because I I we we'll talk about this at another point, but that would be pretty fun to do House of Cards. <laughs> All right, we'll put a pin in that. I'm yeah. I'm on board for House of House of Cards. House of House of Cards. House of Cards of House of Cards. I don't know. House of Cards of House of Cards. Um, just because it's a it's a wild show. The, the, they do things like during a presidency where if one of these things happened, it would be the defining event for an entire presidency. And you'll have like three happen in episode. That does, um, and it's, that does sound kind of like the Trump presidency. That's a good point. Actually, I, That's actually another thing. Now I'm like, well, will it seem that nuts in a post, trump world that's the other question we'll answer like, this question then more when we do house of house yes, of cards for house of house of cards <laughs> but in the meantime house of house of no cards yes. uh there's so they they got him he's in there they're oh phil vogler wants house to treat this guy vogler says that he will let house get off with not firing anyone as he said he would have to last episode if house does two things one is treat his like big politician friend senator Wright. 
And the other one is uh, give a speech at a cardiology conference, which makes sense even because House is not a cardiologist. And why would they want a cardiologist to speak at a cardiology conference? Why not just have doctor? Doctors are doctors and they're all doctors. Who cares? Um, and it's some drug and they have House does some like very generic rant about the pharmaceutical industry that, oh, this drug, of course it works because it's the same drug, but more expensive. And uh, we're, I'm good, fine. I'll say it works, whatever. I think it's annoying that everyone else in this episode is like, what's your problem, House? He just wants you to, as a medical professional, endorse this expensive product. Get over it. Yeah, definitely yeah. Team House on that one. Like he's, yeah. he's very clearly in the right. Yeah, he's like, look, I will act incredibly unethically, but not for profit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that rules. Like, that's his yeah, that, yeah, that does that does absolutely rule. Um, they said so they're doing it uh, a workup. They he doesn't have a reflex on one of his knees. They Liz says that the degree to which they take this seriously is well and beyond what a real doctor would do <laughs> if they saw someone just kind of having a reflex. Like they see this and they're like his brain's going to explode. And it turns out they're right, but like not, but this would not be what you would think would well, make that I happen. Think what Liz is an understanding is that they're hitting him pretty hard. That's true. <laughs> he gets, they, they have, they like bring in like a sledgehammer to really see they like scale up and it does his knees still going nowhere. His knee actually goes the opposite way. And they're like, do, did doctors even do this? I don't think I've ever had my knees bonked. Maybe as a little child. Yeah, I have vague memories of it. I think I have. I've gotten it before. Okay. But um, they do. Uh, but they they say they're gonna have to do a brain biopsy, and he's like, I don't think the voters would want a president who had a brain biopsy or something. It's like you're gonna leave this up to the voters. They don't even know. <laughs> voters don't know anything. I mean, you look at you look at polls of stuff, and uh, sometimes people know. A lot of times, you can just pull like that time they asked if people think. Like they got thirty five percent of people to say that we should bomb Agrabah, the kingdom from Aladdin. <laughs> like, right. um, but the other thing is, to be fair, those polls are a little bit. I can't even blame the people who do it. Like, not to date this too much or do whatever, but Reuters did a poll, Reuters, that was like seventy four percent of Americans support a no fly zone over Ukraine. And then you like look at the poll and it said, but a majority opposed airstrikes in support of the Ukrainian government. And it's like, so your headline should be plurality of Americans don't know what no fly zone means, which is fine because most Americans are not uh, Air Force officers and don't have to know what this stuff means, which is why certain things shouldn't just be left to the whims of random people yeah. who people, understandably, yeah. People definitely are dumb as shit. Um, I know I am. <laughs> where they know about they know about like a few yeah. things which is fine you shouldn't have to know about everything that's why you have other people who can like like i i saw this all right and then it will get because now we're getting actual it's a, a, a woo a political andrew coming out on the politician episode it's a full moon um but the, there was like this debate i once saw with some guy who was some like big libertarian guy who was trying to be like we don't need to regulate doctors. People should be able to do their own research, know if their doctor's lying to them. And it's like, 
society can't work that way. You can't just be an expert in everything. You have to know who you can trust. You can't just be like, well, there don't need to be laws because you can learn about how cars work and a house works and your body works and fucking the water works. And then you yeah, can just do on. all of that yourself. So it's Some fine. Some of us it's are like... busy learning about network TV from 2000 yeah, exactly. to 2010. <laughs> yeah. Um, they, so they do they, his T levels. So they measure his uh, – oh, no, they don't measure his T levels yet. They find toxoplasmosis in his brain. That's right. And Katie they, was uh, excited about I was excited about it's, it's I'm a cat just, fungus. Yeah, I'm very uh, aware of toxic. Boy, they said. <laughs> He's a cat boy. Yeah. Katie was once again um pointing to the TV like Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio. Or would you prefer that? Or would you prefer nudging Lenny and going, that's toxoplasmosis? <laughs> and that's crappy voice. I think to mix it up, that can be that can be the second. That's one. good. Yeah. The third one obviously is a woman who has only heard of toxoplasmosis. Uh, this disease in the show has a real toxoplasmosis vibe. Absolutely. I've been uh, cleaning a lot of litter boxes lately, so I was very excited to see myself represented on screen. I'm assuming yeah. that I'm full of Another right with toxoplasmosis. Absolutely. Um, and then there's a really confusing moment where they say that and they're like, and then they say he has AIDS in a way where it sounds like they're like, he has toxoplasmosis. In other words, AIDS. Like, yeah. I know that's not how they meant it, but it sounds like it so much. I'll say, I will say this. As soon as they said, we found toxoplasmosis, Liz said, oh, he has AIDS. Like, oh, that's, wow. like, okay. the thing. Yeah, so that's, right. like, if if you tell, because apparently it's something that doesn't, like, your immune system can handle completely. And so that's, like, it's one of those diseases where it's, like, oh, if this is doing something to you, that's what it is. Like, your immune system is just fucked. So... Um, that apparently was real because before they even said AIDS, Liz was like, oh, he has AIDS. Um, and then he says, I did not have AIDS. I do not have AIDS in like a Bill Clinton. I did not have sex that woman <laughs> kind of way. And he actually, assuming he is telling the truth, his claim to not have AIDS, saying he has only ever had sex with two women and he always wore condoms when they did. Not saying it's not possible, but that's a pretty you've got pretty low odds i think if you've only had sex i with thought you were gonna you say were like you're condom. square <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's what i thought too <laughs> yeah but yeah and i mean he's he doesn't he doesn't have aids so it makes sense yeah, yeah. would america elect its first cuck loser president i don't know <laughs> um yeah and yeah it turns out he doesn't uh well we find out because they um yeah, the house says house at this point says like they're not going to elect you because you're black. But I guess then he acknowledges that three years from now or so people will <laughs> elect a black president. Because, but uh, then the one after that is going to be really bad, and uh, <laughs> unfortunately, the network that owns my show is going to be largely <laughs> responsible for elevating yeah. this guy. <laughs> yeah, the next one, and then you know we're going to have one who's like. Yeah, whatever. Okay, give it's more normal. People are like, yeah, fine. I guess this is this is something. This sure. Uh, yeah, that was a weird beat then, in the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, he, well, it did, but it did age scene. well. It was very yeah. And then when he said who the president was going to be in twenty twenty four, I was like, well, wait, now this is nuts. <laughs> and he was like, and then Tulsi Gabbard, a Hawaiian woman. And I'm like, wow, this is specific. And then he's like, she's going to switch parties probably. And then I'm like, what the, are you talking about? Um, I don't Unless know. If, this, he, if, oh. if, if I just pulled a, uh, a house, 
predicting the future, <laughs> then uh, everyone listen to this episode. Mark it. I want you a tweet of me right, if we'll, it turns out I'm right. We'll but I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't really want to be, but I don't know. I could see it. People get weirdly into her. I mean, I get um, it from like a, you know, aesthetically, but yeah. like as sure, a politician. Sure, sure, yeah. sure, yes. <laughs> and that scene when uh, House is aggressively accusing him of being gay, I guess he's overconfident from that mobster who was gay. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, when the guy's like, you just assume the worst of me. And I was like, okay, House shouldn't have assumed you're gay, but you shouldn't call that assuming the worst either. You guys are both wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess assuming the worst is assuming he's gay and that he raw dogs. He's like, if I was <laughs> oh, yeah. gay, I would this still be a condom guy. Yeah. He yeah. thinks it Very feels just guy. as good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's actually his main issue as president. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's my. I'm running on the the factory workers. We're gonna give condoms to the sweatshop workers. Um, condoms for all sex acts, including masturbation. That's yeah. A uh, you see someone you think is pretty, you start putting on that condom. Um, yeah, that's. I mean, that's also. I I was pleasantly surprised that we didn't get a lot of AIDS discourse houses i was real worried when i saw the the description for this one that i was like oh are we gonna get like house being real politically incorrect about aids but he is pretty fine like though he's you know pretty neutral I mean, about it we don't really yeah, get into it yeah he's not call. like yeah um he saves all of his ire for women who had a miscarriage yeah <laughs> You know, it would be so fucked up if House was like, you know, on some level that means you didn't want it. <laughs> Which I mean, given that she didn't even know she was having sex, that's probably true. But I mean, I would not be surprised to learn that there was a House episode where a woman like induced a miscarriage just by like not wanting it so bad. That feel, that just feel, or some some medical show has done that. Like that was the writer went on to run for rare. Senate in uh, Missouri in. <laughs> 2012 that was a real throwback yeah. that was um the so oh yeah so he's like oh i'm gonna get in meanwhile house is like i'm gonna give that speech so no one gets fired and early i think the whole time you're like i bet he's gonna pull a fast one when he eventually <laughs> gives that speech if he's gonna yeah i was thinking that I, like when he tries to get off the stage Chia mcbride is like get back up there and it's like don't tell an unwilling house to yeah, she, hundreds of people yeah she what are you doing she um uh turns out so he doesn't have um they say oral at some point i'm trying to remember when i just i wrote to myself I didn't know you can say oral on broadcast TV in 2005. I guess this is Fox after all. Mm. I, I, I don't what. remember. I just yeah, remember I being like, oh, I know you could do that. Neat. Um, <laughs> Neat. They, uh, so I, I asked because they do his T-cell count and it's eight. And so his immune system is, is not good, even though he doesn't have AIDS. I asked Liz what a good number would be. Because I was like, eight is clearly low. Anyone want to take a guess what she said when I asked what a good T cell count would be? 40. Lenny, <laughs> you got one? 120. Over 500. Oh, so eight is this not, guy's not doing great. Eight is pretty no. bad. <laughs> to give yeah. you a perspective on that, eight, <laughs> not great. Not the number you want. Um, 
yeah, House is like one day there's going to be a black president and one day there's going to be a gay president. One day there's going to be a black gay president predicting the, uh, you know, Obama, Buttigieg and Booker presidencies respectively. <laughs> I don't know if that's okay. Right. I mean, it's God, not I hope it's Rosario not Dawson's a beard. It feels <laughs> like that feels like it. Yeah. I mean, look, like a mutual beard situation. <laughs> it's totally fine if he is or isn't. But it does sort of feel like the sort of thing where, like, three years later, it might work to someone's advantage even. But not like, mm, no, I don't know, actually. It's very, it's very tough to tell for electoral politics. People are so weird about the sort of things where you're like, because obviously people were, like, more uncomfortable. I mean, not that's the only reason why people didn't vote for Clinton, but I do think a lot of people were like more uncomfortable with a woman than a black person. I you know, don't know if like, yeah. You know, Andrew, they don't call it the White House because of the paint job. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I, I forgot, forgot the House says that. <laughs> house says they don't call it the White House because of the paint job. Which is but nuts. He is not being racist. He's no, talking he's about saying. the American people being racist in a way that is uncomfortable to listen to. <laughs> I also feel bad before. Um, I don't know. I, I people understandably, I guess, don't want you to maybe fake out famous people if they're not out or gay in the first place. I had once when I uh, named him, I interned at the Daily Show. They had. Um, is that how so, you guys met? Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no. no okay. Wait, did Weird. you also? I didn't even realize that. We'll have to talk uh, about that. Sort of. It was like a rotating internship, so I was only there for a week, and then I did other Comedy Central stuff. Oh, cool. Well, we should yeah. talk about that at some point. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, the Daily Show. <laughs> we had uh, Elliot Page, but, you know, pre, this was mm-hmm. 2013, so um, back then, Elliot Page, and he had not come out the first time and i was like uh but i i thought he had because there were like stories about him and like being with a woman or something and i was like oh isn't he a lesbian and someone was like no why would you say that and then like a week (laughs) later he came out and i was like it is weird how sometimes like who is like officially in the closet is weird because like matt bomer was like quote unquote in the closet for a long time when you could like Google his husband and like see his <laughs> see his husband's name and it's like what does that mean? Yeah. And that was uh for anyone who was just tuning in for some reason, if you went fifty minutes into the <laughs> podcast, that was uh Andrew Taven does his best to navigate the specifics of how <laughs> referring to a situation where he where uh, anyone can tell me if there was a better way to phrase that story, I did. You got to uh, work I on the title. I think you were doing pretty segment. great until this nervous thing at the end. I yeah. feel like that was yeah. the All right. <laughs> well, everyone forget that. <laughs> I love that the nervous thing was framed as being like the title of the segment. <laughs> as the title of the segment. <laughs> Brackets, trails off nervously. <laughs> yeah. See, now I know for next time. Same thing without but that. But I do part. think calling Cory Booker gay is just good fun. Yeah, that's just good fun. Right, Whether it's good, true good. or not. Here's my question. Yeah. Is America ready for a black epileptic president? Would that revelation yeah. oh. be anything? I really I, felt like who gives a shit? It is not a 19th guess... century. Epilepsy is not I, like that stigmatized. But also, 
I feel like you could spin it really easily. Like if they're running against a bully like Trump, I think it would be super easy to be like, uh, epilepsy guy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's going to have guess, a spasm and accidentally hit the nuke button, I guess. Yeah, that's the thing. Also, like, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> when they're talking about that, there's a funny moment where Foreman is like, uh, well, FDR is one of the greatest presidents of the past hundred years. And I just thought it was weird that he put the hundred years disclaimer like he's like a huge Monroe guy. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if we're not talking uh, Garfield, then... Uh, well, he says FDR, and he says um, Kennedy had Addison. Kennedy, and I'm mm-hmm. like, Kennedy wasn't a good president. He just got assassinated. <laughs> but he ha- <laughs> he has a he does live in the cultural imagination as a good president. Yeah, there are no he's, good presidents. There's yeah. just he's one, one of the most famous. Ooh. What about Taft for being so thick? Oh, you got yeah, me. He was a big boy. He got stuck in that tub. Um. Yeah. No. He. He was uh, he was America's first president with real junk in the trunk. Although you look it up, I think people think I think it's because people have gotten heavier over time, and so the same way that when people talk about Napoleon being short and he's like my height, and people act like he's like the Maniacs had him be like I don't know four to one or something. The same thing, like, I don't think Taft was, like, like Trump was fatter than yeah. Taft, yeah. I think. I like, just Googled him. You're right. He's not that big. He does have, like, a very round stomach, just, like, a yeah. nice, perfect globe. But overall, he's not that fat. But they still, but, they weren't making bathtubs big enough for a boy like that in those days. Yeah. People were just smaller. They should, he should have done commercials that were, like, <laughs> I'm a big boy and I need a big tub. He should have. Why didn't he do that? Yeah. Yeah. Why didn't he? Post presidency. Man, he was just adorable, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I don't think people. What he went out to serve on the Supreme Court. That's like his other factoid. That's oh, more yeah. interesting than second fattest president. <laughs> <laughs> he's not fattest. Like, he even, it's like... more interesting than second fattest, but not as interesting as got stuck in the bathtub. <laughs> yeah. Um. The uh. Yeah, so T cells, Booker, House doesn't vote. House said, yeah, House at one point goes, you know, the Inuits when they're fishing. And everyone's just like, oh, here goes House talking about the Inuits again. (laughs) (laughs) I do really like that. Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) Oh, I was just going to say, I love how they're like all trying to hold the line, not responding (laughs) to that. Yeah, I really like that beat. And And then finally, Wilson's like, why is that, Dr. House? It's very cute. Just like, yeah. no, this guy and his his little bits. You see what we have to deal with? And you know, for a for a for a little piece of business that he opened talking about the Inuits, I thought it was pretty inoffensive. I was ready yeah. for it to be regrettable. It was just like, okay, yeah. that's just a neutral a neutral claim. I don't know if it's accurate. But it's you know, the Inuits have 75 words for toxoplasmosis. <laughs> um, I don't know. People, I am curious. Wait, I'm going to look that up because that's the thing they say, right? The Inuits have like 30 words for snow. Yeah, I think um, that is not true. I feel like. That feels I like it wouldn't be true, right? Yeah. It is a myth. I feel like that- if they do, it would be like it would be like they have like snow and sleet and hail like yeah that's yeah. the thing they'd have like, they'd have, like, where as we're, like many not giving words. them enough credit yeah and, like a word so for it snow says, on the ground and a word for snow that's like actively falling yeah 
it says um the myth they have a thousand uh let's see how many they actually have um i'll look up how many words they have for toxoplasmosis yeah (laughs) it's gotta be over 40 (laughs) a myth um oh it says it's like four okay okay yeah that's a lot less that is a lot less snow can be in various states like there are ways to describe it yeah yeah it's it's pretty much that there's like there are some different words but yeah it's slush sleet like you could slush sleet uh flurries blizzard snowflake snowflake hey snowflake yeah the inuits have uh yeah the Inuits have 27 words. different words for libcuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, uh, yeah, so then House decides to um, almost murder the patient. I'm going to say this is medically unethical. He takes <laughs> off Cinderite's breathing thing and does yes! like... That's a pretty uh, good and, scene. It is like a full-on torture scene, but it was yeah. like pretty good. <laughs> yeah, good television. That's poor. Yeah. That's poor doctoring, but it's good television. Yeah, that's a classic house. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's a real house moment. It's house should just taken him to the to the roof like Bat- Christian Bale Batman <laughs> and been like, "Do you have epilepsy?" And you'd be like, "No, I swear to God, <laughs> I swear to me." <laughs> Yeah, you do feel so bad for him because, like, if someone did that to me and I had to remember a medication I took when I was eight, I would just die. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. it's real. It's like something fucking like Mads Mikkelsen would do to James Bond to get him to be like Bond. What is the code? Yeah, for sure. Um, it's pretty nuts that that happens. Yeah, but it works. Damn it, he gets results. I'm in favor of it. Yeah. Yeah. House gets results. That's what's important. Oh, can I back up to the heron going fishing with the heron thing again? I really felt like what he was illustrating with that little anecdote was we can't test for this disease directly. So we'll test for this like secondary indicator of the disease, which I was like, isn't that like most medicine? Like, isn't that just always like they're always testing for the antibodies or whatever? Yeah, like, that is a good that's just medicine. Point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just did not feel like it was worthy of a reveal. <laughs> like, yeah, but I guess they have to get a certain amount of those in every episode. So sometimes <laughs> they're just going to be like, we'll jazz up that they have to do a test right now. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Okay, do you got anything else about the episode you want to get out? Well, uh, I guess we haven't talked about the fact that this that the actor playing the senator looked like a perfect cross between James Baldwin and O.J. Simpson. Um, yeah, when did. you... <laughs> we watched it together, and actually, um, when you said he looked like O.J. Simpson... Oh, actually, I'll tell this to Andrew. Uh, Andrew, we were talking about... Um, when we were watching it... Uh, Katie said, this guy looks like O.J. Simpson. And when she said that, I actually had his IMDb pulled up because I was like, he must have played O.J. Simpson at some point. <laughs> but he still hasn't. That's, that's I mean, up there is, for anyone who wants to make it. He would have to be like a Captain America before he gets the serum version of O.J. Simpson. Yeah. Like, he's O.J. Simpson's pretty old, right? 
No, I'm just saying alter- he's like he's like a skinny little dweeb, and OJ Simpson is oh a okay guy. Yeah, well, that's like have you seen the People versus OJ Simpson American oh, yeah. Crime mm-hmm. Story? Oh yeah, which super good. Um, but the uh, yeah the Cuba does a good job, but also it's very funny when you see the shots of him and his defense team. And he's like three feet shorter than Robert <laughs> yeah. Kardashian, David Schwimmer. I feel like the thought process was just like, okay, I know he played a football player before, so yeah. probably it'll work. <laughs> and then you see at the end when they do like the, oh, we're going to show you the real people photos. And OJ Simpson is, of course, twice the size of any <laughs> of those little Jewy lawyers standing around him. <laughs> um, yeah, that's... Uh, that's that's a real fun time. I didn't realize that the guy, because um, now Liz is watching, uh, is been watching the second Sex in the City for the first time, and that Charlotte's Jewy Goblin husband is um, the same guy who plays Dershowitz, real life Jewy oh. Goblin. <laughs> um, oh wow! Yeah, and he, uh, and also like one of the squirrely Jewish lawyers on Law and Order. Law and Order has their like uh rotating rogues gallery of squirrely Jewy defense attorneys who you're supposed to hate. It's it's like I don't know, it's interesting. They do a good job, but also you're like, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess that's probably how it is. <laughs> um the wire too. There's like certain people who are like typecast as these like shifty Jewish attorneys yeah. for bad people. Um and they all kind of look the same. They're all like kind of bald, kind of Tau, like uh, what's his name? You know, the guy who plays Tau. Mm. Uh, yeah. His name I'm blanking on. Just people who um, they're just like, wow, I bet that guy would take a lot of money to defend a real piece of shit. <laughs> um, but oh, man. Uh, I did not realize that this character was Alan Dershowitz. <laughs> I think I watched American Crime Story before I really had a handle on who Alan Dershowitz was. And I was like, ah, this guy's a fun goofball. And now, now I feel so betrayed. I think Oof. a lot of society had a lot of interaction with Alan Dershowitz before anyone had a real handle on who Alan Dershowitz yeah. was. <laughs> it is. Um, my first exposure to Alan Dershowitz was we had to read his book, The Case for Israel in uh, high school um, as part of a project to and uh, teach you how to defend Israel on campus when you went to college. (laughs) Wow. Um, Yeah, it's (laughs) it's a real thing that happened. Uh, I did go to a yeshiva high school. This wasn't like the local public school (laughs) in Tennessee, Um, but it was wild and especially wild because like Alan Dershowitz is not a Middle Eastern scholar of history. He's like a, a shitty guy who helps rich people murder their wives and get away with it and then get massages from underage girls, allegedly. I don't want to get the House of House Network sued. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, um, it is real funny where he's like, no one wants to talk to me in Martha's Vineyard anymore. And it's like, is it because you're like, literally the guy who would be the lawyer for the devil and then like you'd find out that it's the devil at the end and you're like well i should have charged extra (laughs) like that's like the twist as it turns out and you're just like mad that you didn't get paid enough um 
it's uh, just a guy who he wrote like a column arguing that like the age of consent should be lower and it's like look man even if this is what you like genuinely believe on some level you must know you, you're not gonna help the cause i mean i don't know oh, who this would love putting their stuff out there yeah. uh, he's a real uh, anyone who um there's a real gross fucking streak of people who see someone advocating for teenage girls or who advocate for teenage girls and immediately try and be like so this means we can have sex with them by your logic like, that, <laughs> like both because he wrote because he said something because you know people were uh talking about making sure that uh teenage girls or anyone who's a teenager who needs an abortion whose parents might you know be abusive or whatever can get one and he's like well if they're old enough to get an abortion then aren't we old enough to aren't they old enough for us to have sex with them and it's like why do you jump there <laughs> and the same thing with the greta thunberg that someone some people were like oh so if we're supposed to listen to her about the climate clearly we can fuck her and it's like <laughs> what? why are you yeah. why is this the thing that yeah. you're immediately jumping to like you must know on some level that i guess it's similar to the people who were like well what you can marry you want gay people to marry what's next i can fuck like a hot cow it's like like, geez just advocate for your well don't advocate for having sex with teenagers but advocate for cow fucking consensually i don't know i guess there's no such thing (laughs) yeah we gotta really drill down on the cow sex issue the cow sex they uh look if, if you learn to speak cow then you can talk to them and figure it out. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. All and right. Then, uh, We've done it. Yeah, house goes rogue. Um, <laughs> I don't remember this part. I saw in the in the wiki at some point it says that Cameron says that she's atheist. Oh, was that a was that a reveal? I remember somebody being like, "You're the most something." Oh, it was house says like you're the most naive atheist I've ever met or something. I didn't realize that it was like a reveal in this episode. Oh, she's an atheist. I just just assume most characters are atheists. Well, in an earlier episode, she was kind of pro-life. And like not to give credit to anyone who's pro-life, but like if you're a pro-life atheist or like a pro-life libertarian. Oh, no, I think that actually that is part of that line. Like I think when she says that, she's like, you don't have to be religious to think that a fetus is a person, which (laughs) – it's like, yeah, but then at least you have an excuse. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, like, I don't know. If you're going to say God said that, I don't know what I'm supposed to tell you. But if you're like, Cameron doing that, it's just like, all right, well, stop. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, the I think that's – then, yeah, then House goes rogue. Cameron decides to quit. So, which if I was Vogler, I'd be like, I heard Cameron quit. That doesn't count as firing someone. You yeah. still have to yeah. fire Foreman specifically. Yeah. But maybe, do we know that she had, like, told the administration she was quitting? Maybe she was yeah, going to come to the house and be like, oh, yeah, that's fired. Yeah. Well, that's better anyway, yeah. kind of, for yeah. reference. Yeah. They, um, that's a good point, actually. As someone who was recently uh, laid <laughs> off from a company, um, that's a good point. Oh, yeah, you got to get that. Uh, I did it because uh, I had a crush on my boss, but it wasn't reciprocated. My <laughs> boss's right. boss said they had to fire someone, so... Uh, to do that. yeah old as time yeah you know i feel the, like uh... i feel like there's yeah, yeah. a lot of talking about 
what kind of person Cameron is in this episode that does not align with my interpretation of her. Like, I feel like, I think it's Wilson who's like, something like, you guys are so opposite. She's like all smiles and rainbows or something. I was like, is that, am I supposed to see her as like warm and cuddly? Cause I know she seems like so stern. Yeah. She's just like a, an enormous killjoy. Like she's yeah, not, I feel like doesn't seem nice. <laughs> yeah. I feel like David Shore has such a specific idea of Cameron and he sees this woman as a fascinating and be a perfect sexy woman. That's every man's fantasy. <laughs> and none of us no one watching will be able to unpack that but he's having fun yeah it took me a long time to realize that like oh she is an attractive woman like that's a good looking actress but she is such a boner killer that i i watched that show i watched several seasons of that show before i was like i guess she is actually pretty Maybe if you watch her in like interviews, she might be. I'm fine. sure. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's the actress's fault. Um, and they, I feel like that's a little true of everyone. Like, Cuddy and 13, you're also like, why is she in a sweater vest right now? <laughs> but it definitely, Cameron is the most like not looking like what pretty girls on TV should look like. Yeah. And just also her yeah. behavior is so, just yeah. somehow makes her really unappealing. Yeah, he, um, there's a, okay, so there's a scene earlier also, which if there were any black writers on the show, at least none are credited on this episode, maybe they had a staff writer at some point, could have actually been very interesting, but kind of isn't because they clearly don't know what to do with this scene. There's a scene where he's getting a biopsy, I think, of uh, the senator's limp. And where Foreman is sort of like talking to him and he's like, oh, politicians lie or whatever. And he's like, well, some of us less. And he's like, oh, you think black politicians lie less? And the senator's like, oh, we can't get away with this much. And he's sort of just like, wow, there could be something really interesting here if anyone actually had the personal experience writing this between someone like Foreman. I feel like, first off, like... I feel like if it was written from experience, you wouldn't jump from some of us to, oh, because you're black. Because I feel like in the real world, like I don't look at every other queer person as primarily just we're also queer and that's exactly what we have in common all the time. Yeah, unless you met them at the weekly meetups. Yeah, because like literally all the guy said is some of us, us meaning politicians, not us black people, clearly. Yeah. Uh, some of us lied less, which is just like him claiming to be a good person. And Foreman is immediately like, oh, <laughs> he takes it to an identity place so quickly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, 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 it's such a, it's always such a fascinating episode and such a fascinating thing when House tries to engage with the world at large when so much of it exists in this real kind of fantasy notion of stuff um i i'm trying to think if there's other specific stuff that uh we gotta touch on too there is a there are a couple of things there's not too much interesting stuff in the wiki i think whoever edits these wikis maybe they get more into it later on but they they kind of petered off after the first few episodes i think um they do mention nascar dads they say that uh, yeah. NASCAR dads, NASCAR dad was a term coined in 2004 presidential campaign to refer to white middle-aged working class to lower middle-class voters. 
Um, and then it says, uh, while talking to the patient, House says that someday the United States will have an African-American president. Less than four years later, after the episode's air date, Barack Obama was elected. Wow. It's like, oh, really? I got to look up this <laughs> Obama guy. I didn't know. <laughs> so House has something to do with. Uh, and then it says Gary Wright was, in fact, probably based on Obama, who was at the time also a senator. When he spoke at the 2004 DNC, he was said to be a likely 2008 presidential candidate. Um, and as everyone knows, that turned out to be false. And Dennis Kucinich became okay. uh, the first president elected to five terms. <laughs> um, uh, Dennis Kucinich, who, I mean, I don't know if people here know. Uh, I don't think this is offense to him. I think it's just clear wildly attractive wife compared to his have we do we know oh, this i don't think i've looked that up oh yeah oh, look up dennis kucinich and wife right. are we looking it up now i'm looking it up it's it's one of those situations where you're like oh wow yeah she's so tall they, you she's know so oh my god like, they look like they look like sansa and peter baelish <laughs> yeah <laughs> she in particular she really looks like sansa yeah. Oh my god. And an even less hot Peter Baelish. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's just really incredible. Like no offense, I'm sure, you know, I'm not going to cast any aspersions or whatever. But you look like all right, maybe I'm going to cast a little bit of aspersion cuz I'm looking at this one image of her like holding his arm walking down the runway at a gala event mm -hmm. like in front of a step and repeat. And it looks like she's guiding her elderly father. <laughs> um, I want to oh, show. Oh, yeah. I see it. Do you see it? Yeah. yeah. The it's... one where she's in, like, the white Marilyn Monroe dress. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like an AFI TV <laughs> They look like event. that meme that's, like, Netflix used to send you DVDs in the mail. Okay, Grandma. Let's get you <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know, you know, I was one of the 2008 presidential <laughs> primary candidates. Okay, Grandpa. <laughs> um, to be fair, Dennis oh, Kucinich. Speaking of, but yeah. speaking of politician wives, was anyone else expecting? They mentioned his uh, Senator Wright's wife dying of cancer, and I thought there would be more of a thing where they assume like she had died of AIDS that was like oh. undiagnosed. Yeah, oh. that's true. That was it. Was yeah a little surprising that that thread was not pulled. Yeah, yeah, that is interesting. That's yeah. I wonder. As you would think they would say the the other thing I was. It is like I I want to give the man some props. I do. You do got to hand it to him somewhat because despite um you know us goofing on him, he was uh ahead of the curve in a lot of ways. I do remember one of the most. Uh, and P I don't know if people don't believe if they want to, because obviously he evolved a lot from them. One of the most ex exorable is that the word you use, like exorable old clips people would pass around sometimes was like, I think 2003. Is this about Daily Kucinich? Show. Yeah, where Kucinich okay. was like, Kucinich was like, oh, I'd elect, like, I'd consider having like a trans person on the Supreme Court. And this was 2003. So like genuinely you know compared to what other people are saying because then gentown seward says something very terrible which <laughs> i'm sure he regrets saying and it's real bad uh and dennis kucinich also said he was abducted by aliens and now everyone's like yeah i don't know maybe aliens are real so he was way ahead of the curve and people were, wow. were too rough on him or he spotted it i don't think he said he was abducted but he said like oh, the spotty that's pretty now everyone's like yeah i don't know 
it turns out blink 182 was right <laughs> mm -hmm. um it was for all the small things um yeah yeah do we uh do we want to move on to the shipping report or do we want to talk are there more specific things uh katie did episode? you have anything else I feel like the that last scene with House and Cameron has so much to unpack and at the same time nothing to unpack. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. it's real tough when they when they want you to care about this relationship between these two people <laughs> and this is just they're like you can imagine them getting the dailies back and being like, Oof, nah, we gotta we gotta figure out something else with this. This is not working." <laughs> Yeah, I'm. Uh, is this is this her genuine exit from the show? No, yeah, Damn. she's back. A she, lot. Yeah, they all stick around forever. Yeah. <laughs> the um, it's 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 like uh, someone said that they don't. I think I forget what I think it was on. Um, God, I forget what it was, but she was saying that they people don't cast for chemistry anymore these days and i think maybe this was ahead of the trend <laughs> when like they just didn't well, really care is, about like, it david shore was just like in love with jennifer morrison like have you guys uh -huh. heard the story about how uh she auditioned twice once with brunette hair and once with blonde hair and his top two choices were her with brunette hair and her oh, with wow Ugh. oh man Weirdo. That's um, but yeah, so he just wants this to happen so bad, and her and House are just they do, do not have it. Yeah, what if he was like, What if I play House? <laughs> um, no, they just don't have it. That's, I mean, that's the yeah. thing people that just saying with about um, like Marvel movies now. I think it was uh. Jordan seals on in the cut that blank check episode for in the cut so go listen to that and see if i'm right you have to watch in the cut first it's on netflix <laughs> and then it's uh the episode itself is like a couple hours too but um you go hey look that's uh an hour and 40 minutes a movie two hours of podcast one mark ruffalo penis you got yourself an evening <laughs> you know um but um, uh sorry, i can't tell if this is one of those things where you are getting to a point <laughs> Or not. Like, oh, I was just to gonna say, say I do think you there is a real lack of chemistry, a lot of modern stuff. Like Marvel, I mean people have said so many times, like Marvel movies, you're like, it really feels like they don't care about chemistry at all, right? You're just like, I don't know, they're action figures anyway. You smush them together and make them pretend they kiss. They don't have to have human emotions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I sorry. Feel like, uh I feel like House and Cameron, like on top of the fact that they don't have great chemistry. It also does this thing I feel like TV does a lot where a couple could be hot if it just like fucking happened, but instead we have to see them stand around being like, oh, we're not going to be together. And it's like, okay, then don't. Like, why is it yeah. my problem? Hi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely ruminating on things that maybe could happen in the future. If improv has taught me one thing, is <laughs> is not the move. Just do the thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, otherwise, should we move on to the shipping report? Sure. Um, we got in some of it. I guess we were touching on it a little there. Yeah, I mean, it's House Cameron is prominent enough in this episode that you have to just talk about it in the episode proper. Um, so I wrote that I love Voger calling the, uh, the people on House's team your pets. Uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. He has some good, House has some good snide remarks to Chase. 
Uh, I love Wilson saying you're a romantic and then asking House to come over. Uh, and House and Wilson's whole conversation about Cameron where they have more chemistry between them than House does with Cameron. Uh, I said that House telling Cameron I want to know what makes you tick was kind of equally annoying and hot. Um, I liked uh, Chase saying I said that and then House saying it was an idiotic idea when you said it. <laughs> And then at my last thing is that I guess Cameron quit because she was too horny for house. <laughs> Cameron sucks. Yeah. That's my addition to the shipping report. <laughs> it's wild how much I think this show feels like it has an incredible ensemble cast. And then like in the beginning seasons, Cameron sucks. And I also think fucking Omar Epps is not bringing a lot to the table, but I guess, mm-hmm. I guess, Hugh Laurie is just such a force that he he feels like yeah, three I mean, cast I don't members know of charisma. It, I feel like they sort of designed this show knowing that a lot of people are going to have seen every episode and then still be like, and then, you know, the girl one said this. Like, <laughs> the main character is House, the second biggest character is the idea of mysteries. Yeah. Um... We can, uh, so I don't know if we, we want to also touch on if we're ready to talk Billions Report or talk the other. Also, one of the new segments is just finding a random other medical show that aired around the time that didn't go anywhere. I, I was looking at the page for this. Had Do you remember or have you heard of the eight-episode show, three episodes of which aired, and then the five unaired episodes were later. Don't look this up yet, because I want you to. I want to see if you can answer some questions about it. Just to guess, there's a, a medical drama called Three Pounds. First of all, do you want to guess why it was called Three Pounds? Is it? No, I think this is Seven Pounds. Uh, yeah, you the Will Smith movie was it? It's the prequel not to the where, Will Smith it's not movie? where you donate your eyes to Woody Harrelson. <laughs> is uh, there's something I can't now I can't remember if this is seven pounds isn't there a thing of like for a while they thought they knew the weight of the human soul because when you die you lose x amount of weight because of all the oxygen leaving your lungs but they were like oh, oh that's the that weight of why a soul. I didn't know why it was I'd heard the thing where they were like they wait I just never looked into it because I was like I'm like, look, I don't even want to take the time to figure this out. If they discovered the soul, I'll hear about it. I don't think it'll be like a thing people will say as like a bonus thing in TV sometimes. That you're not just going to be like, oh, yeah, did you did you not know? Science proved the existence of the soul seven years ago. And we just, it is the weight of something. Three Apparently. Pounds. Three pounds. What would be three pounds? Your heart? No. A really big dick. Yeah, it's about. I'm gonna say it's a about guilty a dick conscience. It's so it's the brain allegedly. Oh, that around. does not seem like enough. I'm carrying this thing around all day. I feel like it's more. Well, you got other stuff in your head because you got the skull is pretty heavy. Yeah, I guess so. Let's see what the weight of the brown about three pounds. All right, okay. it's uh, I mean it's it's squishy, you know. Um, yeah, Liz, Liz nods. She thinks that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah I um, mean, it just it just felt like it would be more to me 
because I, I don't you're know. so smart. I'm obviously. so smart. Yeah. My my only it's... reference for like what things weigh is thinking about different sizes of chihuahuas. So that might yeah. not like <laughs> accurately map onto <laughs> human organs. Well, a baby and the baby's brain is small, but a baby is like seven pounds, right? Oh, is that yeah. why it's called Will Smith seven pounds? <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen seven pounds. I cannot pounds. remember oh, why seven, seven pounds. Seven pounds is great because oh, seven pounds is the romance movie that John Mulaney describes where he imagines two people falling in love because they both got Jerry oh, Orbach's eyes. Jerry Orbach's <laughs> eyes. That, that weirds That's me beautiful. out they're not heavy. They should be heavier. I guess the skull's pretty heavy. I guess it wouldn't be good if they were heavy. That'd be difficult to maneuver. Yeah. Liz says she's held them. Ugh. As part of her training when it's becoming a die. I don't think like Much extracurricularly. Oh, it's <laughs> the seven pounds of flesh. That's what that's a reference. To. Oh, that makes sense. Mm. Um, I guess you want them to be aerodynamic, right? You want brains of, to be aerodynamic? <laughs> but the folds, you'd think it would, but that doesn't make it way more. There's like more neurons and lower because there's like hundreds of billions of neurons and trillions of hundreds of trillions of connections but each one that means every hundreds of trillions of synaptic connections weighs a very small number of a pound <laughs> that makes so if you sense. want to do the math on that yeah okay a very small number of a pound what? times <laughs> yeah well I guess I'm, you know, I'm not good at thinking about these things. I can't think, I can't, brain's I'm going to, oh, no, my brain's not heavy <laughs> enough. Exactly. I'm going to freak myself out. Cause I'm going to be trying to think like, I, I, I can't, I'm going to be like thinking like, but am I thinking right? Is it thinking the right weight? And I can't, I can't do it. I'm done. We're done with that. But anyway, uh, okay. you will never guess who, um, was the star of this show as, uh, prominent brain surgeon dr douglas hansen it was 2005 dylan baker nope not dylan baker i am going to cut the i'm going to put the trailer in chat oh wait i'm going to guess uh, before oh, you shoot. put it in let me see okay wait i wish i gary could cole one. uh no um, I w you will never guess it because tony shalhoub <laughs> no that would be um okay, might have okay, better it. line I think I found the tra a trailer that doesn't give it away in the title. Let me make mm. sure. First, sorry, there's a Purdue University commercial. Um. Uh, okay, wait a second. Is Elton this John. Or is this? Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. Fine. I'm I'm putting the trailer in chat because you can't. Don't look at the comments. Don't look at anything. You will never have guessed what. Who was the star as the famous brain surgeon? By the way, when you look at the episode summaries, all of them are like, so-and-so is unsure if they want to have brain surgery, but then decides to. And it's like, <laughs> I can see how this ran out pretty quick. Um, it's like, imagine if House only ever did one procedure. Um, are you watching? Are you watching the yeah, trailer watching. for seven pounds? Or for seven pounds? Uh, that's the weight of two oh, of the third oh. brains. Tooch? The Tooch. The Tooch. I'd watch the that. Tooch. I'd watch yeah, the Tooch that as eventually. a brain surgeon. Well, we'll watch for the pit. For, I mean, I said Dylan Baker. He's also a Murder One alum. Yeah. If we ever get around to doing a Patreon, we'll, we're watching one episode of all these shows. So, Stanley Tucci, just imagine if he had uh, 
been if this show had hit it off and he never got to play uh Meryl Streep's husband in Julia and Julia. <laughs> he was too busy on doing uh three pounds. Wow. Well if they did a sequel called Four Pounds about people with <laughs> super smart people. Yeah, what in. if? <laughs> the brain wow. let's all imagine it now. <laughs> Just silently mm. though, to ourselves. Yeah. Um the brain syna- oh shit it's that chick from heroes and twin peaks the return you know the one oh so it was in 2006 mm. i don't know <laughs> i don't know the um the brain synapse animation really looks like a uh like old screensavers to me mm-hmm. <laughs> really takes me back and I feel like they, at the um, same time, House is doing those same animations with a lot more success. Oh, yeah. House <laughs> loves doing the... Yeah. The... Speaking of other TV shows, I mentioned the the Billions report a little where I talk about... We, we still haven't gotten to the new season of Billions because Liz would have to check with her mom to find out what the login is because her mom's always changing the login um but uh you know we gotta see what's up with the billions crew katie you ever see billions no you know what i never did i've heard lenny talk about it a little bit mostly just in reference to who gets beat on (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) that's most of my awareness it's mostly paul giamatti getting peed on and but, uh, um, and our boy Danny Strong has a has an appearance. That's all I know. Yeah. <laughs> John Hottie gets beat on. Danny Strong is there. It's the last episode before that because they they like had to split the last season because of COVID, and I guess they found out about COVID like towards the end of production of the first half of that season because it's part where Danny Strong's like, "Ah, COVID's happening," <laughs> and then you're like, "Oh, okay." I guess COVID's happening. Um, <laughs> I we also we watched um, we started watching the dropout, and we watched all of Inventing Anna. I don't know what either of those are. Uh, Inventing Anna, do you know Anna Delvey? No. So she is a scam artist who, uh, her okay, she was born in Russia. They moved to Germany. And she, she. Oh, convinced... I do know her. I just didn't okay, remember yeah. her name, but yeah, I read, I read an article about her. I love, I love a scam yeah. artist, frankly. Yeah. Can't well, get do you want to know the story of how that article or an article like it was written? <laughs> if I, if I want to know that, should I watch Inventing Anna? Yes. All right, I'm sold. It, it's got a. a Julia Garner or Jennifer Garner. No, wait, who's the one who's more famous? It's the one who isn't more famous. I don't know if I've Julia never Garner heard the name from Julia Ozark. <laughs> yeah, from Ozark. Okay. Um, and the Americans. She plays the uh, underage girl who uh, Philip has to seduce, mm. which he's uncomfortable with, to get secrets about the government. Uh, I think Alan Dershowitz mm. wrote that episode. <laughs> Classic. And he was mm. on set and he was like, uh, Philip, or to why he would have said Matthew, um, Matthew Reese, shouldn't you be more excited about this? Why is your character so uncomfortable? And then uh, Matthew Reese was like, actually, I'm Welsh, or whatever. It's <laughs> pretty good Welsh. Uh, I, I know her from her work on tweets about who might play Madonna. 
in the upcoming Madonna. That's what I know. <laughs> Is it her? She's one of the uh, three. There's a bunch of people. <laughs> She's one of the okay. three from the tweet I saw. Oh, it's a bunch of people? So they're doing like an I'm not there? But with <laughs> no, the... they're just auditioning. Oh, okay. That'd be fun if they did uh, an I'm not there yeah, for Madonna. They're doing an, un- be... an unfilmed reality show where the winner gets to play Madonna. What is... Oh, no. Where'd oh, Katie no. go? She'll be back, I hope. Um, what is life but an unfilmed reality show? <laughs> should, I, should I... Do you think... Oh, there, you're back. Hey. Hooray. Hi. Um, the uh, okay, we're good. It's um, sorry, I was just making sure that we're getting everything. Uh, we are good. Uh, I said, Katie, you missed a great line. I said, <laughs> "What is life but an unfilmed reality show?" Whoa, right? shit! Do you think when you die, you find out if you're playing Madonna or not? <laughs> you have to be yeah. this. Oh my god, that all right? That's a fucking mind fuck, right? Like <laughs> you talk about getting high in a bed in a in a dorm room, just being like, "Man, what if this is? We're all just plugged into a simulation. And it's figuring out which of us will get to play Madonna at the end of it." Like you wake up and they're like, "You're not Madonna," and you're like, "What?" And then they're like, "All right, bye." <laughs> you're like, "Where this do has I blown, go?" Blown, blown all three my brain yeah <laughs> i'm gonna have to add an extra pound um, <laughs> you eat enough you get a, a big big brain um yeah and that yeah so, so the, true the dropout is uh is like that but um oh you know lenny you would like this one of the main characters at least i think you would maybe not one of the main characters is uh stewie from succession mm-hmm. okay yeah He's he <laughs> plays her lawyer and he's like and he's married to what's her face from also Succession and from uh, Masters of Sex, um, who plays Libby in Masters of Sex and she's uh she's dating Roman at one point. Oh okay. Uh, oh yeah 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 and he's like, I have to spend all my time defending the scam artist for free and his wife's like stop and he's mm-hmm. like no. And then, meanwhile, uh, Anna Chlumsky is married to Anders Home from Workaholics, and she's wow. like, I'm about to have a baby, but I have to spend all my time writing this article about Anna Delvey. And he's like, stop. And she's like, no. <laughs> and then Anna Delvey is like, you got to be rich. Because she has this really weird accent, but apparently it's what the person really sounds like. Um, and she lived with the person who did the fire Festival, which is wild that these people just attract each other because – we're watching the dropout and I guess Elizabeth Holmes dad was like VP of Enron. Like these people like <laughs> all just like it's, it are like drawn to each other, like stand users and Jojo They're scam users. Um, I looked this actress up and boy, I thought I knew her name and would recognize it if I saw it. But Caitlin Fitzgerald does not sound at all familiar to me. No, it does feel appropriate because she plays real waspy reserve types a lot. And Caitlin Fitzgerald absolutely sounds like a reserved waspy type. Um, yeah, Masters of, have you ever watched Masters her. of it's Sex? A couple episodes. I think it's fun. I like we watched like I, I don't remember if we might have like stopped before the last season. I think it's a pretty fun show. It's got you know Michael Sheen and uh, Libby. Um, no, her name's Libby in the show. Uh, what's her face from Party Lizzie Down? Kaplan. Lizzie Kaplan, thank you. And uh, Caitlin Fitzgerald. And, you know, they're like uh, doing their 
experiments about sexual dysfunction and he spends all his time being like i am not a pervert this is important or whatever um and it's like mad men if it had like more sex and it didn't take like 90 episodes apparently for anything to happen we tried to watch mad men twice and that's one of our big controversial things we just couldn't we're just like this is nothing, nothing's yeah. happening i'm sorry not a mad men person either no. i gave it a shot yeah, it, it nope. is, this show's making me mad because nothing's happening. <laughs> um, but uh, we we didn't, and yeah, now we're watching the Elizabeth Holmes show with uh, Amanda Seyfried, who for some reason I could not recognize in the role. Uh, it's mm. also got William H Macy looking kind of rough, I think deliberately. I hope. Yeah, I don't that know. guy looks like he's got more than three pounds in his brain. William <laughs> H Macy. Yeah, if you look him up, you'll know. Okay, I mean. He's seen the show, but Katie, you, you'll get it. He looks like he's got a five-pound brain. Yeah. Right, let's see. William H. Macy in... Um, oh, my God. Yeah. You're looking him up <laughs> He looks in... like Mastermind. <laughs> I was going to say... Why is his head so big? William, William is H. that just Macy, his head? <laughs> William H. Macy looks like... I never actually saw uh, Green Lantern, but William H. Macy in oh. The Dropout, specifically, not generally. In The Dropout, specifically, looks like the guy from green lantern villain whose head like gets big and he has psychic powers yeah. i'm guessing i don't know i never Absolutely. saw it yeah he does oh i've seen, lenny and i have seen that movie several times he does I, I thought we've seen it once <laughs> oh you, i've seen it several times yeah. like, I, I just thought we watched it together <laughs> that guy walks into stanley tucci's clinic in episode seven of the unaired episodes and he just goes that's got to be like six pounds <laughs> um do you think that uh do you think that um wow i am totally oh god i lost a couple pounds there for a second um (laughs) uh did you ever see that onion video that's like america told they're happy they're psyched to see green lantern or something no it's like an onion like recap thing. It's a whole thing as they're interviewing people and they're like, people across the country are thrilled to watch Green Lantern, perhaps. And they're like interviewing like people in front of the theater, supposedly. They're like, yeah, you know, they did all these advertisements. They made a bunch of commercials. I guess they got Ryan Reynolds to be in a movie. Who am I to say I don't want to see it? <laughs> Just like uh, the way I feel about a lot of projects and things. But um, yeah, we're watching The Dropout. That's nuts and uh we didn't watch oh hell yeah stephen fry's in this i'm in oh yeah stephen fry's in it that's my guy he's good in it um it's got uh i feel like it's got at least a couple other famous people it's got a lot of like oh thems it's got uh oh what's her face from um her mom is uh uh, her mom the dropout cast i'm gonna remember they do they really work towards making you sympathetic to her i don't know how much yeah all right i'm looking at a regular picture of william h macy they really fuck him up to be in the dropout i don't know why (laughs) it does kind of look like he might have an enormous head you just don't notice because he has normal hair and it's fine it's not just that i think i wasn't sure about this but i'm looking now i think they give him weird color contacts like he literally Mm. you look at him and he looks like like a 2000s era comic book villain who like stuck his head into you know supermantium or something and you're like (laughs) 
um yeah. Elizabeth uh uh Elizabeth Marvel. I didn't know that was her name, but you know who that I is. Just, no. I just opened a Gawker article about William H. Macy on this show, and the headline is too much head. The dropout <laughs> is disrupting how much head one person can have. It's yeah. true. Oh, too much head. I've never said that before. Um we are coming up on like two hours of sitting here podcasting. Yeah, I know, I know. Or be it for me to stop up, you from listing people who are in the dropout. All right. Well, you say that now. What if I told you Lori Metcalf's in it? Katie said that a few minutes ago. Said that. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. It's I'm okay. sorry. I was thinking that great of that great of that great line. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had one pound assigned to thinking up a great line. I had one pound assigned to. Uh, apparently, Alan Ruck's gonna show up. Spoilers, I guess. Um, wow. Anyway, sorry about that. All right, I guess we'll have to skip. We'll we'll wrap things up. We'll skip the part where I was gonna say like Tinder swindler. What if there was a bumbler fumbler? What about like an OK Cupid being stupid? Right? We could do these for next time. Yeah, it's time, too maybe. bad that we're, we're skipping that. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. right, everybody. Um, all right. So what what we do need to do before we wrap up and give reviews is look at a new picture of George Costanza and decide if he's if this one's hotter than the previous hottest one, which I think oh, is still yeah. the beach one. So um, I'm going to send to Lenny and Katie. I don't think I have your email. Um, if you want to put it, or Lenny can forward it to you. I will put it in the chat. And then what okay. you guys do with it is your business. Yeah, you don't have to say, all right, I'm going to read it out loud on the podcast. No, 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 I'm not going to do that. Might get upwards of one email. I know. I'm um, not saying you guys aren't popular. Just no, say, no, no. why would anybody want to email me? Um, they've got uh, interesting theories about... Um, they got more. They're going to start pitching you on Tinder swindlers and Bumbler fundler, fundlers. Um, all right. This Why are is... you pitching me these? What power do you think I have? <laughs> Can you get these on Netflix? I still can't get past the fact that they're doing a fucking dramatized uh, uh, Tiger King. That's... I'm not surprised. I'm we disappointed, all... but I'm yeah. not surprised. This isn't like something like the dropout or like the Aunt Delby where there is like a documentary that like some people saw. This was COVID week one. Everyone saw Tiger King. The only people who care about Tiger King saw it. I don't care. I'm, I do not want to watch someone pretend to be these people. Um, all right. I just sent it. This is shrinkage George Costanza when he shouts, I was in the pool. because He was in the pool and he has shrinkage. So he's nervous. Um, so maybe there's something there if you're kind of like, oh, if you're like, ooh, is, is there a certain, you know the the naked the nervousness maybe that's something for someone yeah i definitely don't think this photo alone is hotter than the beach pick but i do love that scene okay so okay. yeah so comparing this to cream. the beach pick which i have not seen i will say the beach pick is hotter okay fair enough <laughs> um all right good so i still i i'm having a real tough time the beach pick was really a highlight we already did the boudoir yeah. one and that one didn't beat it so i'm trying Having a tough time. I'm trying to think. Maybe we're gonna have to. Maybe we're gonna have to increase it to Jason Alexander picks generally. That might have to be the way to go, because then maybe I can find something. He was in Snoop Dogg's uh, Hood of Horror, doing a really bad British accent for some reason as wow. a music producer. Is the beat um, pick? Is it the one where he shows up in the background of his? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, that one. That's hotter than 
he's got a very come hither look in that picture. Yeah. Yeah. That's hotter than the shrinkage picture, for sure. She was a Tinder swindler, Jerry. A Tinder swindler? A Tinder swindler. She swindled my Tindles. Um, okay. Yeah. Let's give it a review and let's wrap up. <laughs> um, I had, look, I'm, I've been having fun. I'm sorry. Yeah. I've been hey, having that's fun. all that matters. We're just here to have a nice time. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give this one two and a half. Uh, my instinct after I first watched it was to give it a three because it does like pretty much fit uh, the beats of a solid house. But just the more I thought about it, I feel like the juxtaposition of him listening to this senator say meaningless bullshit and being like, wow, interesting versus like being like, hey, bitch. You were pregnant, you dumb bitch. Uh, it's just <laughs> weird, and I don't care for it. So it brings it down to two and a half for me. Yeah, I think I'm also going to say um, two and a half because I, I think I would have it at two, but I'm going to bump it up one because House uh, nearly murders someone. That part <laughs> does rock. It does rock. Um. Yeah, I had the same. I had the same journey. I was thinking three because it's yeah, it's fine. It does the job, but it it does like not reward reflection. The more <laughs> you think about it, the more you're like, mm, some problems could have been better. Could have been better. <laughs> so yeah, I'll go two and a half. All right. Well, Katie, is there anything you'd like to plug? Oh, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Katie Librady. K-A-T-I-E-L-I-B-R-A-T-I-E. And you can also check out my old podcast, Bread Easton Hell Yes, about the works of Bread Easton Ellis. And uh, that's it for me right now. Other than that, I'm just vibing. support your Senate campaign? Yeah. <laughs> Vote for Jeff Wright. I'm just there in the eyes, in the in the eyes of every child, in the smile of every baby. <laughs> just yeah. pick up Vote a flower sure, and uh... smell it and think of me. Yeah, vote for Katie Wright and uh, write in for the real life Senator Wright from New Jersey, Bob Menendez. <laughs> write him in for 2024, known as uh, the most corrupt senator, maybe, but he's from Jersey. So the bar is compared to what you the the batting average. He's doing great. Who knows? See a union guy. Hey. I don't even know. I, uh, my, yeah, yeah, my I, union, I, my union guys. They. Uh... I'm gonna see what pops up if I put in Bob Menendez Union. Well, he's one of the Menendez brothers, so that's like, the big thing. <laughs> okay, yeah, they're big, famously pro union. Um, they unionized well, against their parents. Yeah. <laughs> Organize your sibling. Oh, that is. So good. Oh, that's so good. Everyone, people are willing to to celebrate the labor movement until it comes to recognizing the work of the Menendez brothers. Um, yeah, I don't know. He called for them to not outsource United Airlines catering jobs. Is that like the United Airlines was gonna like have the food flown in because it's gonna be on a plane anyway? I don't know. I'm not gonna read enough to find out. Um, because you can't outsource. I guess if you're a plane, you can outsource catering jobs. Normally, catering jobs. I'm a plane, and I can. <laughs> you can outsource catering jobs. Yeah, vote, for, yeah. vote for Katie. She will outsource catering jobs so our sweatshop workers are treated right. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, like, subscribe, comment on House of House because look out because who knows when we'll start doing uh, 
weird nonsense one of episodes on Patreon or our, you know, we'll probably we do our house of house of house of cards. I think I did too many houses. <laughs> um, check out andrewtaven.com for uh, all the shows I'll be doing. I'm doing a monthly show these days, a QED called Are You Smarter Than a Comedian? Last one we raised uh, 93 bucks for humanitarian aid for Ukraine. So you can come and enjoy and then donate money for that or just donate it to Unite Help Ukraine and then still come. <laughs> um and uh sound snacks that is coming out possibly around when this releases let's see about that and uh looking for a new job if you want to hire me um and yeah andrewtaven.com at andrewtaven on twitter andrewtaven on instagram etc that's that's the stuff yeah and you can look up my other podcast chapter surfing wherever you get your podcast that's where i talk about a tv show that's based on a book uh the most recent episode is about house uh talking about it as a sherlock holmes adaptation the episode before that has katie talking about game of thrones uh check that nice. out talking oh, about and the dennis kucinich of yeah, the dennis medieval asked. fantasy worlds <laughs> little finger mm-hmm. yeah people who only know katie from being like a somehow less attractive peter baelish will be, i know uh, i've almost felt like surprised. i should I almost felt like I should stop things to be like, by the way, I'm crazy horny for you Peter don't want to lie but to I just people. let it, I just let it go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. uh, Katie's always flip-flopping on <laughs> how horny she is for Peter Baelish. Can we trust her? <laughs> the, um, Yeah. What happened to well, you just I, now? No, I'm trying to think about up. I'm trying to think about Peter Baelish. The, the, the thing I yeah, always think this. about. The only <laughs> thing I think about, I I so Aiden Gillen in I think he's real he's I, I think he's got a real swagger to him as Carcetti. Yeah, he does. Right? Yeah. yeah. I think he's probably less sexy as guy who underestimates Bane in Batman. I still need to see that. I saw I've, it I've before it right I cared about yeah. Peter Baelish, but I haven't I haven't rewatched it being very horny for Aiden Killen yet. Yeah. He's only in like one scene, right? We should just watch yeah, that. I guess scene. we can. YouTube you should just it, watch yeah. it. Well, you know the classic line in that scene, right? I don't. No, someone was actually just talking to Katie about this. Yeah, they were talking to me about. Meme. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know what this meme is. Oh. What's the? What's the? Do you meme? want me to say it? Yeah, it's so that we can says, appreciate it when we watch it. It's because he says to Vane, he goes, um, "They get they got Vane on a plane. <laughs> got Vane on a plane." Um, and they like captured him and he's like, Ian Gillen's like a CIA guy. And he's like, uh, so you've been uh, gathering gorillas to do a mission in South America or something. Yeah. You wear that mask. That's kind of weird. And he's like, wear, wear a mask. And he's like, yeah, well, what would happen if I take off that mask? And, uh, Bane goes, it would be very, very painful. And oh. Aiden Gillen goes, you seem like a tough guy and he goes for you and uh, i do remember that moment yeah. now i i you would said that's I, a pretty good line it's a great i i love doing the alternate versions where he's like what happens i take off the mask you're very painful and be like well i assume you mean on your behalf right i mean clearly you don't mean for me he goes for you oh shit all right well i guess we shouldn't take off that mask um would you say that Aiden Gillen is doing a 
better, worse, or the same American accent than The Wire in in that movie? I think better only because as some CIA dude, you can kind of imagine like, I don't know, maybe he's been abroad in a bunch of places. <laughs> like the, like in, in The Wire, you're like, oh, he's supposed to be like Baltimore born and bred, right? Yeah. Whereas <laughs> like- classic Baltimore boy. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas in, in this, you're like, I don't know, he's some CIA guy who's like lived undercover in 20 different countries. So- Whatever he probably would have a weird accent. As Don um, Juan Marco said, my my accent has been colored by my many travels. Yeah, <laughs> it is fun because the Bane. I think Peter or uh, Christopher Nolan had to actually like remix. I mean, probably not him, but got someone to remix uh, Bane's audio because I remember people watched the trailer and literally all the lines were like, and he was. And I think Chris Nolan was like, well, the point is you're not supposed to understand him. And everyone's like, dude, I know you're bummed. We're all bummed Heath Ledger died. But like, this is like a $500 trillion superhero movie. People just want to understand what the weirdo is saying. I think I should have just like fully been like Lassie where everyone is just like, what's that you said, babe? <laughs> what's that? You threw Batman in a well. <laughs> um, that's sort of what happens. Spoilers. Uh, but Dark Knight Rises, it, it is wild. I think everyone really wanted it to be good because there were like a bunch of like huge Mark given, and it is not. It, it's <laughs> it's watchable. It's watchable, and Bane is fun. Bane is very fun, um, and he's really fun to do the voice for. Um, and then I just think of Littlefinger in that scene where uh, he. The only things I really think remember looking back, think of Littlefinger are where he. Um, does he that opening scene where he talks for like 10 minutes while they have like the lesbian porn scene that, that he's like spank her ass finger her butthole yeah, yes. anyway the seven houses <laughs> of westeros stuff. yeah that is television yeah bite yes. her tit and then he turns back and he's like so as i was saying the seven houses of westeros <laughs> need whatever um yeah, that's that's fun stuff and then uh he does a bunch of other stuff that i don't really remember and then he gets really stupid <laughs> yeah i haven't gotten far enough into the show for him to get sorry stupid. i know you weren't that far oh okay, no it's fine no it's it's totally fine like there's no like getting spoiled on game of thrones it's just all in the cultural milieu it's okay fine. so also <laughs> other possible house of house network shows that we'll do before or after house of house of stark where we go back <laughs> i would totally also look back at game of thrones because so like the first like 75% of it would be being like, ah, oh, it's so good, this part and this thing. Except for like when Daenerys is stuck in uh what's it place? Karth, which is geez, that is you want to talk about breaking the wheel, she's just spinning the wheel. And she's over there. But um, oh, I hope people listen past the promos. Look at all these fun all this fun we're having. We should probably wrap up. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Oh, also listen to TV Nopes, which Lenny was on the recent one talking about the Succession TV Tropes page. We only got through the first part. We're going to do that again. All right. Um, okay, everybody. I Bye. Only, I think the only thing left is your iconic catchphrase. Yes, my iconic catchphrase, my iconic send-off everyone waits for. The good night and good luck of the House of House Network. And from all of us here at the House of House, have yourself a pleasant day.